I think making healthy eating fun is really like incorporating some foods that you love or also like just not too boring. Like don't be afraid to put cheese in your salad. Come on, what would make broccoli taste so much better? A little bit of oil, a little bit of salt, you know? Welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Amanda Rocchio, aka Meow Mites on Instagram, where she has over 1 million followers and shares so many helpful tips on eating, how to lose weight in a healthy way, meal prep, and so much more. In this episode, we talk about her past eating disorder and how she healed and what it truly means to be healthy. You may have seen Wild Friends Nut Butter on Shark Tank years ago when they struck a deal with Barbara. Since then, their nut butter line has exploded into a booming business. Why? Simply because their nut butters are amazing. They have a wide range of different nut and seed butters made with simple, friendly ingredients, free from soy, gluten, dairy, natural flavors, or additives. Plus, they're non-GMO and certified palm oil free. My personal favorite is their classic creamy almond butter made from just roasted almonds and sea salt, nothing else. And the texture is velvety smooth that you can literally drizzle over any smoothie, sliced apple, or even just enjoy by the spoon. I even enjoy pairing it with carrots. I know it sounds weird, but carrots and almond butter, you have to try it. Wild Friends was founded by Keely and Erica, two best friends who love nut butter. When you shop with Wild Friends, you're not only supporting a small female-run business, you're also supporting the Wild Friends Give Back mission. 1% of all sales are donated to organizations that help ensure women and girls have the environment and empowerment to make their dreams a reality. If you want to support and experience this luscious, creamy nut butter yourself, head on over to wildfriendsfoods.com. That's wildfriendsfoods.com. Thank you, Amanda, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell my followers a little bit about yourself and who you are? Okay. I'm Amanda Rocchio, AKA Meow Mike's on Instagram. And I'm really best known for like my meal prep and nutrition content. Um, I like to say I make nutrition easy to understand. I just really have a big passion for sharing, you know, healthy eating, making it easier for people. Um, and I myself actually had an eating disorder in high school. So, you know, after suffering that I really, it's so important for me to share that you can lose weight in a healthy way, especially for women you know, we tend to think of losing weight as like starving ourselves, crash diets. You know, I'm sure, especially in college, there the juice cleanse was very popular, fat burners, all the stuff that right. you probably shouldn't be doing. And so it's really important for me to share that you can focus on eating healthy without, you know, being overly restrictive and without also thinking of it as eating as little as possible. That's actually like the wrong way to look at it. So that's where my passion in nutrition comes from. And then I'm also a mom of a, I don't know, he's almost three months now. So <laughs> this is my first, first podcast in a while. Uh, well, congratulations again. Thank you. Yeah. And so what, um, I, I have so many questions, but let's just go ahead and start. So first of all, you did mention you had an eating disorder and I'm sure a lot of listeners want to know what really helped you get out of that. 
Well, first of all, I will say there's no substitute for professional help, especially you're like stuck in that, that cycle. And it's hard to hold yourself accountable because to me, like it was, I was anorexic and it, it is an addiction. It's almost an addiction, like not, not eating, you know, not feeling full over exercising. I was like running 10 plus miles, you know, it was, it was an addiction and I needed some help. So I definitely saw a therapist and that really helped because a lot of it is emotional and looking at things the wrong way. Um, and wanting to control things. That's a big theme with eating disorders, like maybe feeling out of control in your life. And so um, wanting to control things with the eating disorder. And also I think initially when I had like lost some weight, um, you know, when you transition from middle school to high school, you hit puberty, you put on a little bit of extra weight. And I remember wanting to lose some weight and looking at some of these magazines and like, wow, these, these women look phenomenal. How do I look like that? And in my head, I was like, all I do, all I do is start eating less. That's what I have to do. Start eating less. And so that became a slippery slope. I wasn't focusing on nutrition quality. I didn't really understand how maybe there was a healthier way to lose weight. So that's why that's also important to me because I felt like if someone had taught me like, Hey, these are ways to like lose weight healthy, healthily that I would have gone down this path of just eat less. And then that it just kept going till I was like eating apples and raisins and like that's all I'd eat that day Mm -hmm. just crazy things um and I do remember one of the doctor's visits you're so caught up in your addiction and this is why I think it's really important to get professional help you know in the beginning for sure um I remember like I had gone to the doctor and my mom was like very concerned you know I I was still you know a freshman freshman in high school a little younger so I was, you know, under my parents' guidance and she was very stressed out about it, rightfully so. And the doctor told me, hey, if you don't, if you come back and you haven't gained weight, like we're, we're going to have to take this seriously. You're at a very unhealthy weight. And if you lose any more weight, you know, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were kind of giving me the benefit of, of the doubt in that moment. And I was so caught up in it that I wasn't able to change it myself. And I remember going to that doctor visit and I was looking up stuff to cheat you know, to gain, to look like I gained, like had the same weight, like chugging water. And I remember thinking, Hey, maybe I should hide some weights in my sweatshirt. Like that's what I was thinking. So the scale would show I'd weighed more like that's how, you know, you can get really caught up in your disorder. And so that's why I say first step is probably professional help, um, a therapist. And then, you know, once I started, um, getting a better relationship with food and kind of let go, you kind of have to let go of it for a while. You can't be focused on eating too healthy, you know, you really have to like be relaxed for a while. And then after that, I was able to revisit, you know, losing weight healthily, like years, years later, like after I graduated college, I was kind of nervous. I was like wanting to lose weight, but I was like, I don't want to have an eating disorder again. Right. Um, and so, but that time I was able to do it in a much healthier way, focusing on nutrient quality, you know, making my own food, meal prepping. And it was so freeing to be able to visit healthy eating again without having the same disorder thoughts. Um, That's amazing. That was a very long answer. (laughs) No, no, I love it. And I mean, that's a true testimony too, because I feel like, you know, perhaps people that have had that, you know, uh, history in the past and maybe now, you know, they're older, they've healed and then losing weight in a healthy way could be scary, you know, because there's nothing wrong with losing weight in a healthy way if you need to, right? Yeah. But um, that could be really hard for people with that kind of history. So um, that's amazing now that you, you know, have that control. And I feel like too, as you mentioned, you know, people with an eating disorder, um, 
you had said that that like control is one of the things that they like grasp onto. But really when you have control of how you lose weight, that's also a form of control and losing weight in a healthy way. So changing your mindset and thinking, yeah, I can do this. You're in control of losing weight in a healthy way. Um, And it could just be a a huge mental um, shift. Yes. Well, and I think also, I mean, one thing about leaving college, like college, there's too much alcohol, there's buffet eating. Mm -hmm. So like, that's also helpful. I mean, I definitely, you know, dilly dallied and and drinking some more in college Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So that also help with the like extra college weight. (laughs) That's not healthy college weight. That alcohol is not. (laughs) Right. I know. I think there's, what is it called? Is it called like the freshman 15 or something? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, no, I know. And and it's tough because I, I also know that overly focusing on weight loss isn't, isn't good. I mean, and you shouldn't focus just on that. Obviously you should focus on feeling good, mm-hmm. being healthy, you know, why do you want to lose some of that weight? So, um, but I'm just being honest because I also think if we're too afraid to talk about weight loss, especially if it's healthy for you to lose some mm-hmm. weight, then again, that, you know, we're like leaving some people hanging there, like, okay, I want to lose some weight, but you're telling me I can't even ask questions about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and how do you feel about the whole body positivity uh, movement? Because I definitely feel like, you, yeah, you should be confident. You should, you know, accept your body. But then I think it, it's gone a little bit too far as yeah, far no, as, I, you I know totally what I mean? Agree. Yeah, no, I absolutely don't care about their health. (laughs) It's tough because I think it comes from a place of like, obviously not being bullying, not being mean to people who are, you know, if you're overweight, not being mean to yourself, you know, like it doesn't help if you're overly negative on yourself when you're overweight, but you know, it is too far if you're saying like, oh, now it's unhealthy to even think about wanting to lose some weight. Now it's unhealthy to even, you know, say that obesity is linked to health issues, which it is, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's when it's too far for me. Um, again, again, I think anti-bullying and, um, you know, speaking to yourself in a more kind and compassionate way is great, but also you need to be real. You need to have some tough conversations with yourself in that maybe this isn't good for your health, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and removing those toxic people from your life, you know, that's definitely key. Yeah. And I mean, also like, you know, obviously there's just the weight, but the other side of body positivity in terms of like, there's so many different sizes, you know, like embracing that we all come in different shapes and forms. I mean, I think even like some people might get hate because they're too skinny or they don't have a, this kind of physique. So I do think there's some good things within that or, you know, more realistic, like, yeah, I have wrinkles. I have some cellulite, like all that stuff to be positive. Like you said, when we take it too far and we're like, oh, it's toxic to encourage weight loss. It's toxic to talk about weight loss. I'm like, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and to, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, like people, like, as you said, come in all shapes and sizes and tall, skinny and smaller bones, big bones. And um, there's also, you just body shaming in general. If you're too thin, yeah. you yes. know, then apparently you're too thin, then that's bad. If you're too large, then that's bad. And it's- yes. You know, it's why can't that not even be a, a topic and really focus on health? Yes. And, you know, not the size. I agree. Yeah, totally. I mean, and I mean, and there's like mean stuff out there, like people being mean maybe to someone over who's super overweight at the gym. I'm like, that's, we should be cheering that person on. You know, yeah. we should do, encourage whatever, you know, if they feel uncomfortable because they're obese at the gym, it's like, we should make it be making that person feel so comfortable 
you know, that's a difficult thing to change your habits no matter what size. And, you know, I feel for anyone in that position. Yeah. Yeah. And well, now that you have, have healed, um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your, your hormones and obviously you had a baby. So that is, you know, true sign of health right there. And, um, so this is your first, right? Yes. Yes. This is my, this is my first. And yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason maybe I healed so well is that luckily I didn't get caught in the eating disorder for like too, too long. Like it was maybe a year or two. And then obviously like incorporating healthy fats, really, really putting on healthy weight. You should weigh, like you should probably like, unless it's genetic, you probably shouldn't be skin and bones, right. you know, like too, too thin. Um, and making sure you're like eating those healthy fats, eating whole foods. Like I said, focusing on nutrient quality, but not on eating too little. Um, so that, I think that's a big help, help for me. And luckily my hormones healed pretty quickly. Cause yeah, my hair at the time, my hair was thinning. I lost my period. Um, again, so if you're in that position, if you're, you know, you don't have your period, if you're feeling cold all the time, if your hair is thinning, you know, really seek help because honestly, the quicker you fix it, the quicker you'll fix your hormones too. Yeah. And, you and the quicker you'll the permanent damage, you know, totally. And you'll be able to live your life, you know? Yes. Yeah. How do you, how can you make healthy eating easy and fun? And also, do you follow like a paleo diet or any kind of specific or do you? I did low carb for a little because that worked really well for me. But and I and I do like the paleo like concept overall, because honestly, the paleo rules are mostly like whole foods. The only thing that I think they're a little strict on is grains, because I don't necessarily like unless you have some gut issues or something that's bothering you, I don't Mm -hmm. think grains are really an issue. So at the end of the day, I guess my the diet I follow is mostly whole foods, or like minimally processed foods. So like, you know, I'll still do some canned food or whatever. But on the back, it should just say Mm -hmm. beans or beans and salt, right? Like, peanut butter is processed, but on the back, it should just say peanuts or peanuts and salt, not cane sugar, hybrid corn syrup, all that added junk. So yeah, that's kind of what I focus on is whole foods first. And then, um, and then I mix in some fun foods. So I'm not, I'm not overly strict, but for me, I prefer to keep, I either, I don't keep too much processed foods in the house. So I don't keep a lot of candy. I don't keep a lot of ice cream and all that stuff. If I want it, I'll go out and get it. You know, I find that mm-hmm. that's a little better. Like if I want ice cream or dessert, I'll go out and get it or I'll, or I'll make it at home. I'll bake it. You know, I have caking mixes and all that stuff, but then it's not, you're not constantly bombarded with those choices. Um, and again, some people prefer to have some more of that in the, in the house, or maybe you have to have that in the house because you're husband or kids and and they love it and you can't <laughs> you can't throw out their M&Ms. So I really think for those of you out there who are in that situation is out of sight, out of mind, you know, put it in a cabinet or also maybe put it in a cabinet that maybe you're not checking all the time. Like maybe there's a cabinet that has all of your main stuff and you see the M&Ms every time and you're eating the M&Ms more than you want that maybe put it in a different cabinet. But that's that's what really works for me. And obviously like focusing on protein, veggies, healthy fats. And then now I added like a little more carbs because I am a little more active. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's what works for me currently. Yeah. And everyone's different too. I know a lot of people, they say, oh, low carb really works for me because uh, it helps just my mental state or it helps because my digestion or SIBO or other people are like, no, I need carbs. And and so everyone is different. So I want to just, you know, make that clear too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also think what I think is interesting on that subject is that people often confuse, like low carb is not keto. Like keto is very extreme. You know, overall, I wouldn't recommend that for like 
majority of people, although it does work great for certain people or like certain treatments and stuff. So I'm, so I don't want to dismiss that, but keto is very low carb and even like moderate protein versus low carb. You know, you can have a, a decent amount of carbs if you're not used to doing high carb. It's like, <laughs> it's more right. than you would think maybe. Um, but yeah, no, everyone's different. It's going to depend on your activity level, your hormones. You know, I know my husband does better with a little bit higher carb and a little bit lower fat. So yeah. 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 That's a good point. And your husband too. I know I always watch him on Instagram. He's always eating watermelon. Oh, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) I know honestly the fact that he can, he's definitely not low carb because he'll eat like those giant watermelons. He'll eat half of it in one sitting probably. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. And um, you guys work uh, as a team? Yes. Yes. We work together. He does a lot of the research and like works on a lot of our products. So he did a lot of research for the ebook that we currently have out. We're actually coming out with a new product that is really like customized programs, which is kind of from my team with him. We have a dietitian on staff and it's going to have a members only app. So he works a lot on the the back end stuff, the stuff you don't see, the finance, <laughs> really okay. exciting stuff, stuff that I definitely know I'm not good at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm definitely more of the creative, you know, the content person. I love making videos. It's just yeah, you're definitely the face behind the account, of course. But yeah, it definitely takes a team to run such a business. It's I mean, it's surprising amount of work. I mean, obviously you're putting out free content. You want to have great products and for order that to happen in order to help more people, you also need a team. <laughs> yeah, it, that's exactly right. You need help in order to help more people. So I'm glad you have that. Um, now, what are some healthy ways to um, make eating just like fun? You know, like you want to eat healthy, but what are some fun ideas that you can give people? Uh, maybe they are also, because I know you do a lot of food prep, you know, maybe they work a nine to five job Monday through Friday. Like what are some tips for that? Well, definitely. I think when I worked full time, it was grocery shopping on the weekend, meal prepping on Saturday or Sunday. I love those those salad jars. I mean, I've, I've posted them quite a few times. Um, you know, obviously the way you stack the ingredients with the dressing on bottom and the lettuce on top keeps it fresh and crisp for like, up to five days. So I'd meal prep salad jars, like tons of, you know, meat, veggies, put them in glass containers. Cause I find it tastes better for longer. If you get glass over plastic, mm-hmm. that'd be my recommendation. And, and it's better for you and the environment. Yeah. And then I think making healthy eating fun is really like incorporating some foods that you love or also like just not too boring. Like don't be afraid to put cheese in your salad, nuts in your salad, use oil, use a little bit of butter, you know, use some salt, you know, but I think the thing with salt, salt has also been overly demonized a little bit and that it's not really the salt from your salt shaker. That's a problem. And it's such a small, I think a, a study showed that it's a very small percentage of where your sodium intake comes from. It's usually either eating out or these highly processed foods. So if you minimize that, you don't need to be worried about putting salts on your food. I mean, Fun. What would make broccoli taste so much better? A little bit of oil, a little bit of salt. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll just tell my followers. I actually, even in in smoothies, I salt my smoothies. You know, I just so good. I know that it's always in most baking recipes, just a little bit of salt. And we we've been so afraid of that for so long, but it's really mostly in these processed foods. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then you did mention eating out, so. Um, what are some tips to help someone navigate through eating out at a restaurant? I think the biggest thing for staying healthy and eating out at a restaurant is like knowing your trade-offs, knowing your must-haves, you know what I mean? So like 
for me, I don't really, I don't, I don't love alcohol and like, I might not need the burger with the bun, but I'd rather go get dessert. I'd rather go get ice cream. So instead of, you know, maybe doing the bun, drinking wine, having dessert, and sure you can have some of those nights, but if you want to do it a little more often, it's kind of like picking, picking what your favorites are. So maybe for you, that's a glass of wine and then you get a burger with no bun and a side salad, or you want the burger with the fries and then you skip dessert and you get a tea. So kind of knowing your trade-offs, mm-hmm. I think are huge. And then also making sure you get some vegetables with dinner. And if you kind of eat that first, um, that will help make you feel more full and not just go for all the carbs and the bread basket and all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know just for me regarding like digestion, knowing where you're going to eat prior, kind of looking at the menu and then there's, you can actually order off the like side menu. It's typically like at the very last part of the menu. And it's like, oh, if you want a side of chicken, if you want a side of broccoli, if you want, you know, side of mashed potatoes, you can like order individual items and then they can bring it to you on a plate without the sauce that's included in the, yes. in the entree, you know, like stuff like that. Cause if you're like, well, what's the sauce made from? And I asked this question uh, one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I, my fiance and I, we were, um, we were at a restaurant and I had asked the waiter like, well, what is this sauce made from? Is there dairy? Like what, what's, what's the base? And she didn't know. And she, and she couldn't even tell me. So I was like, okay, you know, just stuff like that. So yeah, not being afraid to customize, to sub in what you want. And then yeah, knowing your trade-offs I think are huge. But I think for me also, once you get in tune with your body, you probably like for, for me, I don't want to eat at like too many fast food or junky places. It literally hurts my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to go to like the nicer places or order something a little bit healthier. Cause like, it'll mess, like I'll be messed up. <laughs> like you yeah, said. For sure. Yeah. Those are great tips. Um, and then kind of going back to like what we previously talked about now, um, what are some healthy ways to lose weight uh, if someone is looking for that um, advice? Because you have some great tips on your Instagram. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I think one, obviously minimizing the highly processed foods you're eating and subbing in whole foods. You know, even like people are afraid of fruit, but fruit is so good for you. Like eating whole fruit, eating nuts, all these things will help regulate your appetite naturally versus some of these highly processed foods that are engineered to be addictive in a way. And not that you can't have them at all and, and there's a place for them, but finding the balance and not, you know, overreaching for them because it's, it's not you, it's not your willpower. These foods are designed to make you overeat them. So that would be step one. And then step two, I think that helps a lot of people is focusing on protein. You know, obviously it could be animal, animal based or plant, but making sure you're getting enough protein and almost eating that first before you go for the carbs on your plate, because that will really fill fill you up. It's one of the most satiating macronutrients. And so making sure you're getting enough protein per day can really, you can help you lose weight naturally without really even counting calories. If you just counted protein and focus on that, that would change the game for you. I I promise you. So that, and then adding in more vegetables, making sure you're getting salads, stuff like that, because it's very high volume food and it'll fill you up like like lettuce will, will help fill up your stomach with while being very low calorie, obviously. Um, So those are kind of my biggest places to start. And then, you know, adding in some form of exercise or walking, walking is incredibly powerful. So, you know, if you're not, if you're very sedentary, start with walks every day and that will also help you lose weight. You'd be surprised. Right. Yeah. And what about sugar? I mean, I feel like sugar is just 
in everything lately. Oh my gosh. I mean, and that's again, one, obviously, like I said, minimizing highly processed foods, you're going to get, they add sugar to everything, like you said, but it's kind of sad because it's even hidden in something you might think would be healthier, maybe like a soup. You know, you need to make sure to check pre-made soups, check the ingredients because some brands might add sugar. Um, Same thing, ketchups, peanut butters, all these things. And I know sometimes I would actually get hate for sharing, um, you know, swap out. Like there are ketchups that have no added sugar. There are peanut butters that have no no added sugar. And sometimes I would get comments like, well, it's such a small amount. I'm like, first first of all, I mean, maybe the peanut butter, but even like the ketchup, you're having two tablespoons at eight grams of sugar, like all of that adds up. It's in your ketchup. It's in your soup. Mm-hmm. It's in the coffee, you know, the frappuccino, yeah. all that, all that stuff really adds up. So I think checking the labels on like some of the pre-made stuff to make sure there's not too much added sugar. And then I guess one thing I didn't mention, which you remind me of with the sugar conversation is drinking your sugar that that will wreak habit. And it, and it doesn't fill you up like a soda, a juice. You can chug that thing. It's going to send your blood sugar on a roller coaster ride and you won't feel full afterwards and you'll crash later. Like it's just not a good combination, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it um, the Starbucks drinks? You always do like remakes of those Starbucks drinks, which I love. And you show people how to make a healthier option with like what, 50 grams of less sugar than the typical. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, because the Starbucks stuff is crazy. I mean, let's, let's be real. It's really dessert for coffee. It's like dessert with coffee. And so it's, it's crazy to me because you would never, like if you added sugar, like if you were like at home and just adding sugar to your coffee, you would never add like 15, I don't know how many, like 15 teaspoons. It's an insane amount of teaspoons. Like I feel like the max, like a sugar addict person would probably add to their own coffee is like four teaspoons, which is still quite a bit, but it's, it's like at least a third, if not like a fifth of what the Starbucks coffee drinks are. It's, it's so crazy. So that's why I do try to share people how to make their own Starbucks drink at home because, you know, sometimes you want a pumpkin latte, you want a chocolate latte. Yeah. You can make those in a healthier way, lower sugar. You can you can either use maple syrup or you can try some of those um, more natural sugar subs like stevia or monk fruit. I do really like those. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, those are some great tips. And then um, just lastly here. So what are you doing now? Like what's, what's your focus? My focus is really on, on one, helping people eat healthy, lose weight in a healthy way. And then also focusing on eating healthy myself and supporting my body to heal postpartum. Obviously. I mean, I've, I've healed really well. I like to think due to some of my eating and exercise and knowing that also supporting my son, you know, eating healthy breastfeeding, and, and it's also awesome, you know, I was able to lose weight postpartum basically in my head naturally because I'm not counting calories. I'm just focused following the tips that I shared with you. And, you know, my milk supply is great because I'm not focusing on eating less. I'm focusing on eating quality food. And that really helped me lose weight, but still, you know, not be too much in a calorie deficit that I couldn't, you know, supply yeah. the right amount of breast milk. Yeah. Quality over quantity for sure. Yes. Yes. I love that. And so now you also, you had mentioned your ebook. Yes, I have an ebook. If you go to masteryourhealth.net, I think it's not net. You know what? I don't know. If you go to <laughs> ebook.health, that's better. Ebook.health, you can okay. check out my Master Your Health ebook. And I also have a 101 healthy snacks add-on. If you, when you go to checkout, you can get that for $5. So that's, that's kind of shares all of those tips laid out. It has recipes, it has food lists. 
It has some of the eating out tips, like a lot more detailed. It does have like how to calculate your macros and calories if you're into that. Or if you don't want that, there's like a quick portion guide. Lots of good stuff in there. And obviously you can find me on Instagram at meow mics. It's meow M-E-I-X. You know, I share a lot of recipes and tips. I mean, I love your recipes. You have, you have some good, like, you're really good at like the healthy desserts. I like, I love it. And so they're so, some of them are like, you're, they're very minimal ingredient. Like I thought I was minimal ingredient. You're like the queen of like five ingredient dessert or so like three ingredient dessert. I'm like, how did you make up? Well, you know, thank it's you. It's, you got to keep things simple. I feel like, and I'm sure you can agree. Like if it's too complicated, no one's going to do it. I don't even want to do it if it's too complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If it's too many ingredients, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'll make sure to include all of your uh, contact information in the show notes so that my listeners can just easily tap onto uh, anything that they want to check out further. So thank you again, Amanda, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McComb. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.